0: Toast.
1: leprechauns so. be the place. The podcast for inspiration and taste. With people all around from different sizes and shapes, from different cultures and backgrounds in the race. We got Jason and Nate, hosts in the house, built to create, be in the lighthouse. Keepers of the gate Got the that back in education led the way. from the bus stop to drive it home okay. To
0: rock a man with a plan That was so grand Built the flight out the dome yeah, yeah. Zorro without the mask But still cuts down Every man make the legend Through the whole town Hopes oh, yeah. could've played for the Colts Woo. Couple more years They would've called him a goat But
1: I I will before you long It's time to talk about The life with those Leprechauns Huh? Dad, Nate Hendricks here. It is Super Bowl Sunday, February 2nd, 2020. We're coming to you live here from Riverside, California in the Leprechaun Cave. Uh, excited for the game. As you can see, we're for the first time, maybe the only time during the year, we're not really rocking any indie gear. Uh, every Super Bowl, I have a tradition of wearing a Pat Tillman jersey, so representing a true American hero, my personal all-time hero, Pat Silman wear that every every uh, Super Bowl Sunday.
2: Nate, you want to talk about what you got on today? I um, got on my Chargers Derwin James jersey. I always wear Chargers gear on Super Bowl, even if we're not in it, which we haven't been for a it's while. It's okay. It's all right. We're still
1: good. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast on iTunes or iHeart, thank you for listening on that. I want to thank Brian Little, our producer extraordinaire, for making that all happen for us. Uh, as we posted yesterday, we're excited. We have Jameer Jones joining us today. Uh, Jameer obviously had a, a very successful senior season for the Irish and uh, is now getting ready for hopefully a, a good combine and then eventually uh, Get an opportunity to get drafted by an NFL team. Uh, so i we'll have some questions for Jameer uh, In the meantime, obviously unless you've been living under a rock you've, you you uh, know last Sunday about this time actually uh, We learned of the unfortunate untimely passing of Kobe Bryant his daughter Gianna and then the other seven passengers aboard uh, It's obviously really shaken the sports world and has been just a really somber sad situation um you know I, i'm a kobe i'm a laker hater i've always been a laker hater i've always been a clippers fan but almost more so a laker hater i was not a fan of kobe when he played because he would always just dominate you know the clippers and really everybody else for that matter but man when something like that happens it really shakes you and, and makes you realize that it really is just sports and you really got a treasure every day so uh god bless and prayers to the family of all those nine families that have been forever changed by this really tragic and unfortunate um, situation that occurred.
2: Yeah, it's just crazy. I pretty much shook the whole world up. Yeah. Uh, everyone was just sh- shaken uh, about the death. Uh, it really felt like someone you knew had mm-hmm. just died. Um, even, though, even though no one, well, yeah, some people knew Kobe. Um, but yeah, um, it's just really sad. Yeah, so from moving on to that,
1: obviously Super Bowl is coming up. Drop your comments in the section below as far as who you think is going to win, what the score will be. Uh, I'm going with 49ers mainly because they have our boys Sheldon Day and Mike McGlinchey. Sheldon Day is very special to us. Uh, We've had an opportunity to get to know him pretty well, I'd say. Uh, His mom, Carol, obviously was a fixture at Notre Dame games throughout Sheldon's career with the Irish. Uh, Sheldon's had a pretty decent career, you know, started out with the Jaguars. uh, ended up getting traded to the Niners, and that's been great for his career. He's really done some good things with that team, and I think he's probably going to be starting to de-tackle today. So I think Nick Bosa, Sheldon Day, Richard Sherman, um, uh, all the other linebackers that the Ruben Foster that the Niners have are going to be able to do enough to stop Mahomes and that running attack. And I'm going uh, 49ers 24, Chiefs 20. And realistically i could care less obviously i want sheldon and big mike to win a championship but i just want to win some money on my super bowl squares so nate who you got who's your prediction what's your um,
2: prediction i got chiefs uh 35 to 24 yeah uh eric Jur says
1: what's happening with recruiting and chiefs will come from behind and win by 14 that's kind of a fun little pick there eric and i'm not sure what you mean by recruiting uh this 2020 class will probably end up being top 10 11 12 somewhere in that range And the 2021 class is absolutely fire you got guys like blake fisher that are basically the best recruiter on the team going out and really going after some of these big five-star recruits so i'm actually very happy with how recruiting is going and and we're you know there was a report that came out that a couple top recruits had said that brian kelly didn't even really um visit them after the first initial couple of visits don't put too much stock into that guys uh brian kelly's a good recruiter he's got his staff lance taylor i think has been a guy that has really come on in the recruiting battles. And um, Tommy Reese, Tom, Tom, Tommy, Touchdown Tommy, whatever you want to call him, our offensive coordinator, is also a very good uh, recruiter. And I think that recruiting is going to continue to be elite. Uh, There's going to be a heavy emphasis on recruiting, and I think that you're going to continue to see a couple five-star guys and a bunch of four-star guys in these Notre Dame classes. Um, With that, let's go ahead and get Jaron, I'm sorry, whoa, Jameer Jones on the phone, Jaron's his brother. He was also on the show, but this time we're going to be talking to Jameer. Hey, good morning, Jameer. How you doing? This is Jason and Nate, the Dos Leprechauns.
0: Hello? Jameer? Yes, I'm going?
1: Hey, sorry about that. We had some technical difficulties there for a minute. How you doing this morning? Good. How are you? We're good. Hey, thanks for taking the opportunity to uh, come on to the show for a little bit. We're uh, really excited to talk to you. We've had an opportunity to have your brother, Jeron on the show before. And uh, over the years of you and your brother both playing at Notre Dame, we've had an opportunity to get to know your mom, and we think the world of your family. So thanks again for coming on. Yes, I Appreciate all the support. Okay. All the years. Absolutely. So, hey, the first question I want to ask, man, and this has got to happen at some point. um, Let's say you end up in the NFL and Jerron ends up in the NFL and he's playing tackle, you're playing defensive end. Who's winning that battle between the Jones brothers?
0: Uh, You know, I definitely have to go with myself on that one, man. I'm going to find a way to get it wrong.
1: (laughs) I love it, man. And and it could happen, right? Because Jerron moved over to uh, offensive tackle, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it definitely could happen. I'm always, I'm always talking trash to him, telling him he can't block me but uh, Man, Yeah, he's getting better and better each day. He, he's working on it, and uh, I'm really proud of uh, the big step he's taking. Because uh, that's a that's a tough thing to do to change positions and at the height of your career, especially in, on a pro level. So yeah, I'm really just proud of him and uh, the determination he showed to just not give up on his dreams.
1: Absolutely. So hey Jaron, so um, obviously you came and played at Notre. Oh my God, I did it again. Jameer, you uh, you ended up coming to play at Notre Dame just like your brother. Did Jaron's uh, career at Notre Dame have a lot to do with you deciding to go to Notre Dame, or did, was it just one of those things with academically and athletically you couldn't beat it? Well, it was. It had. To, it, it was. It was with both definitely.
0: Uh, obviously, with the academics, with the uh, college football, the. Uh, there's, there's no other place like Notre Dame. You get to play on national TV each and every day, and um, having a degree from Notre Dame is, is not just a four-year decision like they say. It's a forty-year decision. Uh, the network that you have is, is, is outstanding and unlike any other. But um, also, just I've always looked up to Jerron as an older brother and as a role model. And um, seeing him, uh, seeing his career there, and uh, seeing the things that they. The, the changes he's made as a man, it's um, something that I wanted for myself as well.
1: Very nice, very nice. So you were recruited as a linebacker, correct? Yes, sir. <laughs> so how many different positions did you technically play in your time in your four years at Notre Dame? Uh, I've
0: only, I've, I played uh, when I started out. I was Sam linebacker behind James Anawalu, and then um, the next, the following year, all the coaching changes happened, and um, I played a little bit of Mike, and then. So that was my sophomore year and then I'm junior and senior year. That was when I made the change to defensive end. So yeah. <laughs>
1: so playing a uh, playing defensive end uh, and obviously at a team the team that we had this past year with Khaled Kareem and Julian Aguara, Dalen Hayes. Did you feel like you were going to get an opportunity to get a lot of reps, or is it kind of one of those where you almost had to say, "Well, I'm only going to see a lot of the field if somebody goes down." Um.
0: Well, I, I believed in myself and I I knew that. Uh, Those those guys like we we rally a lot as a defensive line and um, I knew there would be reps for myself to uh, work my way in there and um, so yeah I just I I obviously knew I just knew that uh, we'd have to do it as a committee as a group and uh, I just uh, trusted in the coaching staff and uh, believed in everything and uh, it all worked out and then
1: so were you getting I know you were getting a lot of reps even when before Dalen got hurt and before Julian got hurt. So was there was there something that you worked on specifically in the off season with Coach Elston, or was it just did you get bigger in the weight room, or can you attribute your success this year to one particular thing, or was it just kind of overall working harder?
0: I think it was um, it's just overall working harder in the weight room with Coach Bayless. Of course, that's where it all starts in the off season. You know that off season program they have with Coach Bayless. They've done an excellent job of reshaping that whole program, mm-hmm. and. Um, Besides that, uh, with I just worked hard with uh, those guys, Daylin Khalid, uh, Ade, Julian, and uh, we just we just dedicated it, like once a week to, on Saturdays to get in and uh, do some drills on the pass rush dummies and um, just work on like uh, really knowing how to how to rush the passers, just uh, reading the offensive offensive uh, tackles like. Their sets that they're giving us in the reads and uh, knowing what moves to work when and what situations. So, yeah, I think all that actually helped me in the long run.
1: So, obviously, with you leaving, with Julian Acquara leaving, with Khaled uh, leaving, uh, that leaves a, a pretty big void. Dalen Hayes is coming back. Aide's coming back. Who's another guy that maybe Notre Dame fans don't know about yet, but that by this time next year we're going to be talking about on the defensive line?
0: Um, I, I think Ovi Agofo and uh, – and Isaiah Foskey, those are those are big time guys that, that no one really knows about yet. And Justin Adamiola, uh, those three guys are, are hungry and they're they were, they were in there with us and uh, they know exactly what it takes to uh, rush the pasture And uh, just seeing them get their their chance to
1: uh, shine, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy to watch. They're ready to explode. <laughs> I, I'm really glad you mentioned Isaiah Foskey when we were talking at the end of the season about some of the guys that would need to be replaced, like you and Khaled and Julian Aquara, I mentioned Foskey pretty regularly along with the staff at delsepricons we all think very very highly of him and I'm excited to see him get some regular ro- uh, re- reps out there
2: yeah he's really good <laughs> so a uh, question from Tim Fittigan. uh what is one of your most favorite traditions as a player for Notre Dame
0: um it had to be the player walk I mean just uh, walking to the to the stadiums and all those fans out there each and every weekend. It doesn't matter if we were, you know, that first year we were going four and eight. It doesn't matter if we were four and eight or just uh, undefeated. They were always out there and ready to go each and every game day, and uh, that really, like, that really, um, that really got us hyped for each and every game. And uh, when they when they start playing that song, once we start walking in the stadium, that that's that's when you know it's time to go.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay, so Jameer, what's going on now? So you've obviously graduated and. Uh i know you signed with a, a an agency to to re, to represent you so w- what happens now walk the walk your fans through a little bit of what's going to happen the next few months before you get to uh, the draft so
0: right now i'm down in uh, birmingham alabama training with uh, kevin brown at a jet card extreme and um i've just been here uh, working ever since uh, the new year and uh, i'm just i'm just gonna keep doing that until our uh, pro day comes around i didn't uh, receive a combine invite but um, that doesn't matter. Uh, we have, we'll have all thirty-two teams at pro day, so I'm really excited about that. And um, so, yeah, I'll just be here working and um, and training and getting ready for that. And then um, the draft comes around, and yeah.
1: Any idea has your talent agency, or I'm not exactly sure what they call it, but is, have they given you any indication as to what some of the teams are saying in terms of like rounds when they they might be looking at giving you a shot? Um,
0: no, they haven't. I, I don't. I don't know. We haven't. They haven't discussed any of that really. I got a chance to uh, play in the NFL PA bowl down in uh Los Angeles and um I got a chance to talk to a lot of scouts and teams and um, they they were pretty they the way they talked to me, they were pretty uh they liked me a lot and uh they talked they said my film talks for itself and um I just went down there and um got a chance to uh practice in front of the scouts and I think I did a pretty good job. So yeah. yeah.
1: So being that you and your brother both played for a number of years under uh, Coach Kelly and, and Coach Elston and some of those guys, um, what is it about Coach Kelly that seems to be so misunderstood? It seems like obviously with the modern age of social media, everybody has an opinion. But what, what do you think it is about Coach Kelly that makes him so successful? And what do you think it is about him that makes the fans sometimes get so frustrated with him? Can you, can you answer that?
0: just know from my experience with him he's a guy who, who knows how to win games uh, he knows exactly what it takes he uh he uh knows what it takes to uh have a successful program he's been doing it a very long time and uh he's been doing it the same way a long time and it, it works it honestly works it makes a man out of you and it, and it it helps you win games um he puts his teams in the best position to win games he has a great great and I mean, great coaching staff around him, too. Yes. Um, I can't even talk enough about those guys, but um, from top to bottom, I think the coaching staff at Notre Dame is one of the top in the country, if not the best. But um, yeah, uh, I, I don't really know what why fans are so uh, frustrated about him.
1: <laughs> it's pretty crazy, man. But um, I'm glad you said that, especially about the coaching staff. You know, Coach Elston is just, he seems to be just one of the most amazing coaches in the country. And I... He's played so many different roles at Notre Dame. What what did Coach Elston's influence have specifically on your uh, career at Notre Dame?
0: Um, it had a it had a big influence. Um, so when I, he, he's the one who recruited my area and recruited me down there since the get go. And uh, when I first got there, I was a linebacker and he was the linebackers coach. And uh, we pretty much hit it off from day one. And uh, he, he was always like straight up front and front up front with me. And, uh, I knew exactly what to expect from him each and every day. And then, um, when I got a chance to move the defensive line, I was very excited to be working with him again. Um, he's just a, a fun guy. He he loves his job. He loves his life. Each and every day he comes with
1: the same attitude to work and to get better. And, um, I love that about him. That's awesome. Uh, Ken Walters, one of our fans, uh, would like to know who was your biggest influence while you were at Notre Dame?
0: <laughs> I'd have to say either, uh, coach Bayless or Clark Lee, uh, it was funny because uh, Coach Lee was actually when I was coming up and being recruited, he was actually the linebackers coach at Syracuse, which who was recruiting me heavy, and um, I decided not to go there. But um, when he came and I got the chance to, when he when they announced him as a hire, he he called me and uh, asked me if I remembered him, and I said, of course. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, he's been a guy from from day one. He's uh, he's preached uh, to just leave the program a better place than you found it. And he, he, and to be a, a an accountable and um, dependable guy each and every day. And um, he's definitely had a huge impact on not only my life, but as me as a player as well.
1: I, I just love hearing that, man. And I'm really pr- literally praying that Notre Dame will pay him whatever he wants to get paid. Yeah, uh, yeah we, we cannot let him mm, walk on the door. Abs- absolutely not. I think that'll be <laughs> that'll be huge to keep him around. I, My personal opinion, I think he might be the head coach in waiting after Kelly is uh, done over there. So we'll see. Um, we were just joined by a freaking celebrity here, Lakeisha Titus Jones just jumped on. So, and and not to not to uh, overshadow you or Jerron or anything, Jameer, But we've had about 15 people in the comments say um, say hello to Mama Jones. So everybody's uh, saying hello to your, your mom, the local celebrity. Um, <laughs> so let's see. I'm trying to see that somebody else wanted to know. Oh, Brian Buck says who will have a better career, Jameer or Jerron? I think we kind of hit on that earlier, Buck, when um, Jameer said that he would basically. Dominate Geron uh, if they're head to head. I'm just gonna quote you there on that. um So you you talked about a little bit about your NFL career or upcoming on that. I wanted to know in the XFL, obviously your brother's playing there and everything. If if for some reason things don't work out in the NFL draft, are you able to directly go back to the XFL right after the the draft is over?
0: I'm not. I'm not even sure how that works. I has been something that I've been worried about or thought about honestly. Um, I'm just um, thinking about getting my chance with the team and um, just making a uh, making a name for myself and uh, making making an impression on coaches and
1: being able to stick in the league are, are you able to work out with any of the current guys um, that you that you played against at any other level while you're out there at that camp in Birmingham
0: um no nah, there's not there's not too many there's only about like I think six guys here and uh none of them I've played against no.
1: okay all right. So um, just a couple people. There's one guy in particular, Jason Lynch. Um, he is your edit guy. I guess he's done some edits for you. He wanted to say hello. So Jason Lynch. Ja- oh, Yeah,
0: I remember a few pics he did for me. Those were awesome. Thank you,
1: man. Yeah, he, Jason's also our editor for the, uh, for Dose Leprechauns Media. So he does a lot of good stuff for us. So I appreciate that. Okay. Um, all right. Hey, so Jameer, is there anything that you wanted to plug before we have you jump off here? Anything that you would like the fans to know or any, anything we, any way we can stay in touch with you or what you have going on?
0: Um, well, just uh, follow me on Instagram and uh, Twitter. My Instagram handle is at uh, Jammer 44 And then uh, on Twitter, I think it's at DJ Jammer. So, yeah, uh, just, just and if and if you uh, need anything, just uh, let me know on, this, on those uh, handles. I'll be around.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, hey, Jameer, I, I've always appreciated uh, you as a player and being so approachable and so uh, kind and everything with the fans. I see a lot of people. Getting pictures with you and getting autographs, and that, I, I, as a fan of ourselves, as a fan of ourselves, we can't tell you how much that means. So thank you.
0: Appreciate you guys. Uh, I know, I know, I wouldn't be in anything without all uh, the support and the love from the fans. So I, pre- I really appreciate all that, and I uh, appreciate you guys for having me on the show this morning.
1: Yes, sir. Hey, it's good. Good luck uh, getting ready for the combine. Good luck in the combine, and then good luck in the draft. Now we'll be pulling for you all the way.
0: Yes, sir. Appreciate it. All right, go Irish. Go Irish. <laughs>
1: All right. So that was Jameer Jones. Right as he was signing off, we had a note from Lakeisha Titus Jones, which is Jameer and uh, Jaron's mom said, so proud of my bay boy. 3.5 years completed. And you know what, guys? Let's let's be real. These are 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old athletes. They're getting a degree from Notre Dame. And I'm telling you right now, that degree can do so many things for you in life. You can do just about anything. You know, you look at some of the guys that come from Notre Dame and they're, you know, they're CEOs, they're presidents of companies, they're high-level professors, they're running their own businesses, I mean, yeah, we love them as football players, we obviously want them to be successful, hopefully play in the NFL like Big Mike and Sheldon today, and it's been the biggest game on, you know, on the planet, but at the end of the day, they are contributing members of society, they're doing a great thing representing the Irish. Well, so what did you think of what Jamier had to say, Nate? Yeah, it was
2: a real good interview uh, about what he said about uh, Coach Kelly, just uh, that he motivates the guys, gets them ready for every game, and I also liked... What he said about the fans—that yeah. uh, no matter what our record is, we mm-hmm. still come out—and that's the thing, guys. You know what? So
1: it, we're never. There's always going to be two sides of this this thing, and and it's like that with every fan uh, fan base. And I will say that I think Notre Dame fans, although I get frustrated, and things like that when things don't go well. Um, but we got to remember, guys. This is our team. We. If you're watching the team, you obviously love our lady. You love our players. You love our coaches, but we got to keep it together. You know, fans pay attention to the stuff, right? So a lot of these recruits, I don't know if that's going to sway them one way or the other, but you know, these players hear what we say, good and bad. And to me, it's like, why, if you're so into Notre Dame, if you're such a fan of the school, why continue with some of the vitriol hate that we hear out there sometimes? And it's not as bad. Again, I don't want to make it seem like, you know, we're the fan base that's going to be threatening kickers for missing field goals, but man, some of the hate I hear for Kelly and, Everybody already doubting on on Tom Reese. Tommy Reese is our offensive coordinator. Let's give the guy a shot, man, before we start hanging him out to dry. Um, Nate, what's your take on Tommy Reese as our hire for
2: OC? I mean, I I think it's a good choice. I think it's good to get it out of the way first and just be set for uh, spring uh, and him. And the rest of the offense, I think, are already pretty close with him. So, I think that's going to help out a lot with team chemistry, so I'm actually really looking forward to seeing what um, Tom Reese can
1: do. You know that's a, that's a great point that you made about the team chemistry uh, comment, and i I hear I heard from basically everybody up and down from the Ian Books of the world to some of the incoming recruits that they are pumped and fired up that Tommy Reese is our offensive coordinator. And if you think back to when Tommy was playing, I mean, sometimes he was our best coach on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like having an extra coach on the field with the helmet, actually throwing the football and, and calling the plays. And there was times where, of course, Coach Kelly would lose his freaking mind with, with Tommy Reese and mm-hmm. red-faced Brian Kelly. But Tommy was able to really win some games that we probably had no business winning back in some of those days. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the 2012 season, I mean, Everett Golson is a freak of an athlete, but Tommy Reese won some of those games mm-hmm. for us. I think back to specifically BYU. I mean, without Tommy Reese, we don't win that game. Mm-hmm um let's see what some of the comments are here uh everyone forgets about alizé that's what brian buck said so yeah alizé mack is on the practice squad for the chiefs awesome you know i'm hoping he gets a ring too i just hope all of them get rings but only one team can win and i'm going for the guys that are starting uh andy heck is actually i think the tight ends coach or the offensive line coach for the chiefs so another notre dame uh, uh, affiliation there just as say well you're
2: going for the red team
1: uh lakeisha titus jones says thank you and god bless absolutely miss jones mama jones has always been one of the coolest uh, moms out there. We've had a chance to meet her at several games. Always such a sweet lady. Totally supportive of her kids. If this guy went to Notre Dame, although obviously I'm the biggest diehard ever, but I'd be just like her. I'd be going crazy, get all my gear, you know, with all the personalized stuff, shirts, all that. I'd be going nuts too. And I, I just appreciate and love her passion for that. Um, let's see what we got here. What about Ohio State? Or are we closer than them? I think Eric's referring to Lynch's comment about we are way ahead of a bunch of other teams in terms of closer to a national championship. And that's absolutely right. I think there's three tiers right now. I think there's the Clemson,
2: LSU, OSU,
1: LSU, Bama, and I think Notre Dame is right there in that second tier knocking on the, the half, door of the half, first tier. Yeah, yeah. they're like
2: halfway in,
1: Yeah, 1.5. 1.5, halfway in, halfway out. And it's just, I feel like we're right there when it comes to the talent. You get the Chris Tyrese, the Jordan Johnson's, Kevin Austin is gonna be something who's gonna blow up this year. Uh, Michael Mayers, all these different guys that are coming in, not to mention our returning team. We have a guy coming back to play quarterback that has basically been a starter for three years, if you really think about it. I mean, we are in a really, really... This is going to be his third year, I should say. We are in a great position at quarterback. If you're hating on Ian Book and you'd rather have Phil Dracovic as our starting quarterback, I think you need to really reevaluate how you analyze your quarterback play. Because, yeah, Phil didn't get a lot of chances. In fact, he hardly got any chances. But there's a reason he wasn't getting a chance to compete for that job coming out of camp. There's a reason that Ian Book didn't get dethroned, if you will, for for all these different games and there's Ian Book had a great year. There was a couple games didn't look so great. Georgia he really didn't play bad, but he didn't play elite. And obviously that's what's going to get us to that next tier, that first tier of players is for Ian to play elite. There's going to be two games this year. Well, actually a few games this year, but two in particular that are going to really decide whether he, Ian is an elite quarterback and if we're an elite team. And that's at Wisconsin, well at Lambeau, whatever neutral site, and then of course the big dog against Clemson. Mm-hmm. If we can compete in those games, and I truly believe that we're gonna have we're gonna be ready to go in that game against Clemson, then I think we've finally
2: taken that step towards that next tier. Yeah, I mean, Ian showed that mentality during the Georgia game when we went down. I think it was uh, by 10. He didn't give up. He didn't say, "All right, we're gonna lose." Whatever. He brought the team back. Uh, we were like, uh, I think at the like. The 50 and still didn't give up hope. I mean, we didn't win, but I mean, we're almost there. We're almost there Um,
1: Eric Jura says it it is time lowering standards will not work, but recruiting more ready to play now players to key To key especially DB. So yeah, I I agree at at DB right now, especially the cornerback position. We're hurting a little bit Um, and then losing Todd light obviously isn't gonna help anything, but There's some guys inside the program that I think we're looking at. I don't have their names off top of my head I apologize but there's some internal guys we're looking at that I think can really be um, some top-level co- coaches. And I, I, trust me, the coaches know that we need to recruit some elite, ready-to-go corners. But it's not like the cupboard is completely bare at corner this year. You know, Sean Crawford coming back, Houston Griffith, uh, the transfer from Ohio State playing safety along with the freak phenom freshman, Kyle Hamilton. Uh, I, I think we're going to be okay there. Um, you know, Tariq Bracey, who had uh, some moments this year, I think is somebody that uh, can can be one of those – solid corners probably not elite but solid um and i think when you have a safety the safety play of a kyle hamilton and um isaiah Pryor, i think you're going to be in a pretty good position no matter what and then not to mention i think our linebacking core next year is going to be ridiculous with mm-hmm. jeremiah usu komea Cormea uh coming back at that position the the um and then you know you got some young guys coming in you got jack lamb um i think you're going to see a lot of bo bauer at linebacker. And then the defensive line, as Jameer mentioned, you got some guys that are going to replace some all-world players that are going to be ready to go right away. Isaiah Foskey, Adam Alola, uh, Aid Adagindechu, Ovi Agufu. All these guys are going to uh, get huge plays. Uh, Hendricks is drawing a blank. <laughs> what the hell is in the water down there? Shut up, Buck. Uh, we got David Brooks watching. Brian McNeary's is watching. Brian McNeary from P- Fantasy Camp. Awesome guy. He's actually meeting up with P.T. Brent, another Fantasy Camp guy today. Mike Kane says, Book is the man. I agree. <laughs> Jason Lynch says pine time. So Drew Pine and Jared Clark will be uh, competing for, uh, for the – is it Jared Clark or, Clark or Brendan Clark? Whatever his Brandon name Clark. is. Uh, are going to be competing for that second spot. I think Drew Pine is going to be our, our backup quarterback this year. That kid, is, he's elite. If you ask me, him and um, Tyler Buckner both elite quarterbacks coming in the next two drafts. It's going to be awesome. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Your armchair is broken if you want Phil over Ian. Absolutely. Um, let's see what else we got. You – UJ said elite. That is for sure missing. I think Jerko was elite and wasn't given a chance. I just hope Book and Reese pay off. Those two weren't elite out of high school. They definitely weren't elite out of high school. There's no no ifs, downs, or buts about that. Um, you know, you had Dane Chris, who Tommy took over for. Dane was supposed to be that elite quarterback. So maybe you have a situation. What came first, the chicken or the egg? But hey, uh, Dane Chris was a guy that was supposed to be the answer, right? And look what happened to him. You know, nothing against Dane Chris, but it didn't pan out. Uh, I, I kind of see a similar situation with Phil, Phil Dracovic. He couldn't pick up the offense. Maybe he wasn't given that chance, but Ian has been proving himself over and over and over again. Again, we need that elite play against those elite teams, and I, I truly think we're going to get it this year. I think Tommy and, and Ian have a very special connection, and I think that's going to really show uh, in this offseason and then, of course, moving into the, the, uh, the regular season. All right, so we're going to go ahead and jump off here. I hope you guys had um, a great – I hope you guys have a great Super Bowl experience today. Drink. And drive safely. Or don't drink and drive. Drive. Be responsible. Bottom line. Don't drink and drive. Uh, hope you get luck with your Super Bowl squares. Hope your team, whoever you're rooting for, wins. My boy Eric Aguilar is a huge Niners fan. Maybe the biggest Niner fan I know. So that's another reason I'm rooting for the Niners. For his sake, I hope they win. Um, we appreciate you guys' support. Uh, the website is now live. Uh, Lynch, if you're listening, if you could leave the website in the comments. But I'll announce it for you guys listening on iTunes. www.doseleprechauns.com and uh, check it out. Leave us a review. We're gonna, we have our store on there. We have all of our blogs that Jason Pruitt, Benny Grimm, and Patrick McCormick and Matt write up. Uh, and I want to thank those guys, as always, our, our team of, of uh, administrators on the site, Wayne uh, Smith, Matt Dunbar, Jason Lynch, Benny Grimm, myself, Big Nate here, uh, Jason Pruitt and Patrick McCormick. Also shout out to Jason Pruitt, prayers for him and his church family for losing their, uh, their youth pastor. It's been a rough start to 2020 in January, but we're going to turn this thing back around We're all going to get better and get through this thing together. Um, And, again, RIP Kobe, Long Live the Mamba, and Gianna, and all those others that were affected by that crash. God bless our troops who are fighting overseas for us so we can watch the Super Bowl today and do this silly podcast. And, again, thank you guys for the support. Check us out on our www.dosleprechauns.com. And then subscribe to us on Facebook. We're trying to get up to 6,000 by the time the season comes around. Nate, you want to – Nate's working on a little side project now. Why don't you plug what
2: you got, bud? Oh, yeah. So I – I started a podcast by myself. It's called Halo Diehards Podcast. Um, I do it on this app called Anchor. Uh, you can find it also on Spotify if you just look up Halo Diehards Podcast. And if you're interested, just uh, DM me at Henny711 or at Halo underscore Diehards.
1: Before we jump off, we're gonna get our boy Brian Little, our favorite blockhead, on to to speak some speak some wisdom to y'all. Um. Hey, <laughs> your favorite blockhead checking in. How we doing? So hey, I think every show we should have you close with some words of wisdom for our audience. So what do you say about that?
3: Well, I'm giving a proper intro right now. Living color is welcoming me down the ramp. So blockhead with an altered personality
1: So what do you got so, for us, big blockhead?
3: What I've got is I don't have the rose-colored glasses of 2020. Nate's gonna appreciate this. In my mind. It is still 2008, and running through the tunnel is LaDalian Tomlinson, Woo-hoo. Phillip Rivers, Antonio Gates, Nick Darren Sproles, and Vincent Jackson, and the San Diego Chargers are in the Super Bowl. It is still a hang-up to me 12 years later.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> all righty. So with that in mind, who is your pick for today, all-knowingly knowing, all Blockhead?
3: I don't think uh, there's any dispute about this is going to be a good game. Defense is the story of the 49ers. When it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, you've got a team that has taken one out of the Patriots playbook. They show up in the second half, and then everybody panics in the fourth fourth quarter. I just think we're going to have one heck of a game. I'm in the 98%. It's just happy that the Patriots are not in the Super Bowl.
1: I'm with you on that one, and and nothing against my Patriot fans, but it's nice to see two fresh squads and not have to worry about Tom Brady coming back in 30 seconds to win his 25th ring. There you go. Um, So, hey, Blockhead, I want to real quick, switching gears really, really quick to MMA, what did you think of King Connors' comeback against Donald Cowboy Cerrone last weekend?
3: I think it's pretty clear that he's proven that he belongs at 170 pounds. I told you on my other podcast that that was a Hail Mary, and it worked. As in, whenever you do strikes, that's normally just to give yourself position. Like Randy Couture was good at that. He would throw the shoulder just so he could get enough position. There's never been anybody that's ever done with the shoulder a boom, 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 one after the other. And that just shows how much he respected Cowboy. That shows how dangerous he was. He knew he had to get it done early, and he did. And so welcome back to the MMA game, Conor McGregor. There's no denying that you are back at this point, and I think – As far as who he should have next, well, Dana just proved that we have Jorge versus Kamara Usman for the welterweight championship. So what my hope is now, since that's in the books, since Khabib's going to have to fight in April and then he goes into Ramadan,
1: my hope is I'd love to see Conor McGregor lay some knuckle knocks on Colby Covington. Ooh, I kind of like that one, but I'm actually going to one-up you there, and I'm going to say let's run it back for a third time, and let's go Nate. Connor, number three. I'm
3: fine with that, too, but his name is going to come to the table. That's all I'm getting at.
1: If he likes money, he will. So with <laughs> that, with that, we're going to leave everybody with that from your favorite blockhead. Uh, blockhead, thanks again for all your help with producing the show and also for uh, our other deal that we talked about that I still need to send you some info on.
3: No worries. As I say on the Wonder Years, and there you have it. And I'll let you guys close out with a bang.
1: All right, brother. Take care. So boom. Boom. All right, that was your favorite blockhead. We are now going to sign off with one last production here from Bradley Beach, or B, b 49ers 31, Chiefs 27. McGlinchey will fall on a fumble and in the end zone to win the game. Bradley, if that happens, I will send you a Dose Leprechauns shirt immediately. So there you have it from Bradley b Hope I said that name right. And uh, as Lynch said, hello, Mr. Mister, and Mrs. Natalie. It's Peter Natalie It's game day. That's Peter Natalie's things for him watching. Thank you all for tuning in. Share our show. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. And please check out our website, www.doseleprechauns.com. Everybody have a great day. Go Irish. Dose. Leprechauns be the place. The podcast for inspiration and taste. With people all around from different sizes and shapes. From different cultures and backgrounds in the race. We got Jason and Nate. Host in the house, built to create, be in the lighthouse, to keep it to the gate. Got to know the dang back in education,
2: led the way from the bus about to climb